Hey, my name is Dee Thompson, and thank you for joining me for Sisters Doing Life Together podcast. On this podcast, I will have candid conversations with amazing and courageous women like yourself who will share how the challenges they have faced have helped them to grow deeper in their faith, become better sister friends, and the lessons they have learned. I hope you will be encouraged and inspired to experience the beauty of a loving and supportive community, which we call the sisterhood, and that you will continue to grow and your love and faith for Jesus as you open your heart to experience the power of His transforming love. If you haven't done so already, would you please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment if possible on either Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And when you subscribe, you will be notified of each new episode that will post on the 1st and the 15th of each month. If you would like to become one of our Sisterhood supporters, please take a moment to read the ways in which you can give in the episode description. I hope you will enjoy listening and being a part of this community where vulnerability is encouraged, transparency is celebrated, and freedom is where we have chosen to live. Hi, and welcome to Sisters Doing Life Together podcast, and I'm your host, Dee Thompson. And in the words of a former co-worker, it's a celebrate. On January 22nd, 2022, I finally did what was in my heart and launched the podcast. And what a beautiful, sometimes frustrating, a little bit scary, but rewarding journey this has been. I want to thank God for his patience with me, his love for me, and his dream for me. I had no idea of what would happen when I said yes to God, but I'm so glad I did. To my special guests who came on and shared their stories, they were funny, vulnerable, transparent, and encouraging. And I'm hoping that you were encouraged and inspired by the stories that they shared as well. To you, the listener, some of you have been with me since day one. And I just want to tell you, thank you for your support. Those of you who have encouraged me through text messages, emails, through listening and sharing the podcast, through your financial support. But most of all, thank you so much for your prayers. I am so appreciative of you supporting the vision that God has given me. So before I introduce my first guest for the year, I want to encourage you and say to you, if God has put a vision or a dream in your heart, will you tell him yes? I can't promise you that there won't be challenges, but I can promise you that if you give God your yes, that he will take you places and do things in your life that you never thought that you can do. Will you do that for me? Well, my first guest this year is Jasmine Flowers McDowell. And on today's episode, Jasmine is going to share with me this story of her and her husband, the heartache that they experienced after losing their first child to the joy of her now being a mother. I hope you will enjoy our conversation as Jasmine shares her exuberance about being a mom, the challenges that they walked through, but also the support that they were able to receive from their family or what they call their community or what some may call a village. I want to say this to you as well. Listening to Jasmine's story just reinforced this to me, that each of us at some point in our life are going to experience those difficult situations, something we did not plan. Well, life just has not gone the way we wanted it to. Remember this, that that place where you are, if that's where you are right now, it's not a period, it's just a comma. And on the other side of the pain, the disappointment, and the challenges that you may be facing, you can experience joy. If you want to connect with Jasmine, please go to the show notes and get her contact information. I hope you will listen well and enjoy. I press got it. Hello. Hi, Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so thankful that you said, yes, you were coming to have a conversation with me today. Jasmine and she's married to her husband. Her husband's name is Devon. Is that how I pronounce it? Yes, Devon. And she has a baby. And when you say her baby, when she tells you her baby's name, her face just lights up. And her baby's <laughs> name is Anaya Rose. And 
tell, let yeah. her tell us a little bit more about her family and who she is in just a moment. But I love to tell people about how I connect to people because I think that if we leave our hearts open, that God will give you divine connections. And I believe yeah. that this is one of those. And so thank you, Jasmine, for allowing um, me to have a conversation with you today so that you can share your story. Um, I love it when women, not men, I'm not excluding them, but this podcast is specifically towards women. Although I'm hoping that some men are actually listening as well. When they come on and share their incredible stories of the faithfulness of God. And that is the purpose of having this podcast. I wanted to have a place where women can share not only their stories, but just be completely vulnerable and honest about what a story looks like. Oftentimes what I see, Jasmine, is that people will tell their stories and they tell you when they're walking in victory. And they don't tell you how they walked through and got to victory. But I want this to be a place where you can tell the story tell what you were feeling in between before you got to victory. And even if you're not having arrived yet to tell where you are in the process so that we can all know that, you know what, we may not do it perfectly, but we serve a perfect God. And so, yes. And so I just want to say this to you all who are listening. Before we came on, we had a complete worship experience and it was absolutely beautiful. So it's a podcast conversation and getting me like what it started with, like, oh my goodness. (laughs) So when I yes, and when I met Jasmine, um, um, it was like several months ago. Um, she was talking, and me being Donna, I love to ask people questions. Um, <laughs> I wanted to hear somebody said that it takes genius to ask the right question, and I'm mm. asking to pry. I'm asking because I think that people are important, and I like for people to know that not only they're seen, but their stories that you want to hear them. And so I started mm-hmm. asking Jasmine questions. And she obliged and she answered me. She didn't say, oh, this lady is just asking too many questions. Because uh, <laughs> I had someone tell me, was like, you just would stop. <laughs> and so she said, yes. And I said, I really want you to come with the podcast. And so we planned it. It didn't work out. But today was the day that she said yes. And I'm so thankful that she said yes. And so thank you again. Of course. And so Jasmine, when we were talking, um, you told us a little bit, told me a little bit about um, your story and that how God had blessed you and your husband with Anaya Rose. But before the blessing of Anaya Rose, that there had been some heartbreak. And so yeah. if you can bring everyone up to speed about giving us your story, what happened and how Anaya Rose, her birth and all of that, the joy that you have now. Okay, so... Before I get to the story, I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity. I am in awe and I am so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so welcome. So, story. Okay, so it, 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 it's all orchestrated by God, okay? So, um, my baby was born 2022, which is last year. The year before that, um, God was talking to me about two years before that. God was like, I want you to write a song talking about losing a child. And I was like, Lord, um, I've never experienced that. Like, how do I write a song or something about losing a child? And so, um, but I wanted to be obedient, of course, right? So I um, looked up some things on YouTube and I was looking at, you know, people's testimony and stuff like that. It just didn't sit right. I was just like, I can't do this, Lord. Like, I really need some help. I don't know. Um, And then, I just forgot about it. You know, year came by, year passed, and we got married. Me and my husband finally got married. It was during the pandemic, small wedding. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was definitely orchestrated by God. And two months after that, I got pregnant. Okay. And I was like, um, Lord, uh, you know, uh, this was not the desires of my heart. I wanted to have a baby, but not too soon. Right. A married example. So my mom and dad didn't make it. His mom and dad didn't make it. So I wanted to make sure that I was ready to be married without being a mother on top of that. If that makes sense, right? Right. So it sounds like what you're saying, you wanted to have time after being married before you actually got into motherhood. Yes. God. Oh, nervous. I was like, no, God, I don't think I'm ready. This is not it. God, are you sure this is you? And um, it took me a while to really cope with it. My husband, on the other hand, he was ecstatic. He was excited. He was like, yeah, I'm going to be a dad. Woo-hoo. All that jazz. And January 9th, I mean, June 9th, June 15th, I'm sorry. Two days before that, God's, I'm going to take away the baby from my glory. So he already prepared me. And mm-hmm. I told my husband, I said, babe, I think you're going to lose this baby. And he was, no, 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 no. And June 15th, that's when I lost the baby. And I was like, okay, God. All right. Okay. Did it hurt? Yes. Because I think I was at that point when I was like, you know what? I think I want this baby. Mm-hmm. Now, God already prepared me. He already told me this is for my glory. I want to use you so you can be an example for others. So you mm-hmm. can tell your testimony. And I said, okay. But then the enemy started creeping in. Okay. And he started telling me, or oh, you're not a woman, or you can't have babies, or, and I started to live in that. I started to like, oh, feel like, you know, seeing all these people on TV, all my friends having kids. And I started getting jealous, knowing that God already gave me a reason why he did it. Mm-hmm. But that window, because I started letting my flesh override my spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so. A guy was like, you know what? I want you to do a conference. And I was like, God, you sure? He was like, yes. And I want you to call it the miscarriage. I told people, which is something that you have to also realize. When God gives you something, it's not always meant for you to share with everybody. Because not everybody's on, um, see it the way you see it. Right, they may not understand it. Yes. And sometimes they could be a distraction. So I told, you know, friends and I was like, yeah. And they was like, you sure you want to call it the miscarriage? You don't think it's too strong? And I said, it's strong, but it's something that God already told me to do. And so I did it in May 7th. I did it on May 7th. I did May 7th on- of 2021? 2021, yes. Okay. All right. And it was a blessing. My pastors was able to let me use their facility for free, which I was mind blown. I was like, really? Because they believed in the vision and was able to sew into it. And um, so we did it. Everything was smooth. And then two months after, because of my obedience, God blessed me again with my baby girl. And I mean, it was a beautiful transition. It was amazing. I mean, I got induced. And I thought that, you know, because you hear people say induced is a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing. Everything went smoothly. And so, yeah, that's how she came about. And I'm just so blessed. Uh, your story is like, there's so much in there. So I'm trying to figure out where do I even start? So I want to be able to give everyone like a, an idea of a timeline to think mm-hmm. like how this happened, when this happened. So can we back up just a little? Yes. So I know that you say in June of 2020, is that when you got married? Yes. I got okay. married. April, I got married April, um, April 11th. April, April 11th. I'm sorry. So April 11th, 2020. Yeah. And then two months later, you're pregnant. Yes. Okay. It's a, I wish you see her face. You can't see her face. I was like, oh my gosh. 
That face looks like somebody like, oh my gosh, it did. Just the problem they know. It's like, I know you're going to be a mom, but because of your history, because of Devon's history, you're like, I don't know if we're ready yet to be parents because we haven't seen a good example of what it is to have a a marriage that lasts. And you said something I thought, I I don't want to overlook that you said that God told you that the baby, losing the baby was going to be for his glory. So if somebody's listening to this, they're like, how could losing a baby be for the glory of God? Right. I know that you understand it, but can you just kind of go a little bit deeper and explain when you said that? Well, when he said that, I understood the mantle that was on my life. I know my purpose is to be a seed planter. Okay. So what is that? That means I have to be vulnerable. I have to use myself for an example so God, so other people can know that God is real. Does that okay. make sense? It does. So, um. I always told God, yes, yes to your will, yes to your way. God, use me for your glory. So if that means I have to lose something to gain something greater, that's what I'm going to do. So that's what I mean. I like that. Yeah. If you have to lose something to gain something greater. Yes. And that's what you're willing to do. Like there was this yes, like my yes to you, God, is yes, even through pain. Yes. Because as a woman, because you said at this point, by the time you lost the baby, that you were... Like, had come to the place that like, you were okay with it. Yeah. I said, you're going to lose this baby. Yes. Baby. And then I, I like the part in between, between when you were told, when you lost the baby and where you are now with Anaya Rose, you said that the enemy become, started creeping in and mm-hmm. started the thoughts. You know, you, you're not a woman. You can't have a baby. You're looking at your friends. How did you walk through that season when you were having these thoughts and having lost your baby? Um, honestly, I had to really, really, really lay before the Lord. And I know that could be so spiritual, but if I was not focused, if I didn't do affirmations on a consistent basis, tell myself in the mirror, I am beautiful. I am wonderfully made. I can do this. I am built for this. God, you called me to this. And so I'm going to overcome this. Then I probably would have been stagnant or in that same predicament. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I had to read my word consistently. I had to be surrounded by the um, right people. Like I had a village. I had a spiritual village that prayed over me when I was going through my moments. Had a husband that was on his face with me. Like we're in this together. You're not alone and stuff like that. So it was the season, but I had a village. And so that really helped me get from there to now. I love the village. Oh my gosh. That's one of my, oh my gosh. Okay, (laughs) calm down. down. (laughs) Oh my gosh, because I think that you know, we can't do this thing called life by ourselves. We no, no. need each other. Yes. And, so, and when you go through difficult times, there's nothing like having, knowing that you have a, a group of people who love you, who have had your back, they're praying for you, they show up for you, they cry with you, they hold your hand, yes. they speak life over you, speak life into you. Like So being able to have that kind of community um, is absolutely wonderful. And especially when you're going through a loss like that, right? That uh, when you have a loss, even though you may know about the loss, sometimes the head and the heart are not on the same page. And it takes a while for them to get there. And I'm told people like, I can know in my head what is going on. But my heart is still feeling the emotions, the, the hurt and the pain of what has happened. So give yeah. me time for them to be in a line. Right. And so one of the things that I think that when we're talking about miscarriage or when we lose a baby is that oftentimes we talk about the woman and what she went through. Can you tell me a little bit about Devon and how did he 
how did he walk through this very difficult season? He's praying for you as his wife, but he's mm-hmm. also experienced this loss. Well, when we did the miscarriage of conference, I did give the men an opportunity to share because it was other speakers. Okay. So when he was there, he was like, you know, it hurt him. You know what I'm saying? But of course, as a man, you have this mindset. I got to be for my wife. I got to be for my wife. So I can't really express how I feel at that moment. But when he did, he was just like, he was hurt. He was really hurt. He was like, you know, I was excited to be a father. You know, even though we count our first child, even though he's not full term, mm-hmm. you know, when I got him a gift for Father's Day, he was like, it don't feel real. You know, um, it feels different because it's not, you, you're not seeing your fruit, if that makes sense. You don't have the baby to hold. Yes. 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 Um, it was different from him, but yeah, he hurt. It, it was hurting him a lot. And I think to, to remember that when, when a mother loses a baby, it's not just her losing the baby, but it's the, the husband and the mother yes. and the wife losing the baby as well. And so yeah. thank you for, I didn't, I didn't remember that part. We did have that conversation, but that didn't, I didn't remember that until just a moment ago is that you gave men an opportunity to voice their pain. Yes. And I think that overall, we don't give them space to be vulnerable. We'll talk as women, we'll share our hearts, we'll talk about our pain, our disappointment. Yes. Giving them a space to say, this hurt me just like it hurt her. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. So um, when you said that the way you were able to just get through it is your affirmations in the word of God, having your village and having your husband to pray over you. Yes. If you had a woman who was, you know, who's dealing with a miscarriage right now, um, is maybe in the hospital, may have been told that her baby's going to be stillborn. You know, what can you say to her to help her to get through and navigate through this? I would definitely say, um, I know it's hard, but you can make it. I I know you are feeling discomfort, but know that God is with you and that he would never leave you nor forsake you. I would, if I'm there, I I would hold her. I would, I would let you know that God is with you. I would pray that God will comfort you in this because I know it's challenging, but know that, that God is able know that God is going to bless you, know that everything works together for your good. And you can, you can make it. Like you are built for this. You are strong. You are powerful. There is more in you and that you are, um, yeah, you just loved. I would, you know, tell her that you are loved and that you can do this. You can make it. Just keep pushing through and don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. I like that. Um, let me ask you a question. And sometimes people, I don't know if people ask this question or whether or not they're willing to be honest, but I know that you will be. Were you ever disappointed by what happened? By one, the loss of the child, or two, disappointed in God? Oh, yeah, I was disappointed in God. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and it's so crazy because he told me. Right. I was, yes, you said that. It wasn't different. He was just like, you blindsided me. No, I, I, he told me what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But because of my flesh and because I saw the joy that was on my husband, I was like, yo, God, I questioned God. I was like, God, are you sure this was, is this you? Are you sure this is what you wanted? And yeah. So yeah, I've been in that place. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yeah, thank you for being honest. Cause I think that, not think, I know. Cause I've been disappointed before by circumstances and that we can have this expectation uh, mm-hmm. of things happening. And when they don't happen as planned, yes. that, that can bring about this disappointment. For you in your case, even though God gave you this is what's going to happen in our hearts and our minds. We've already come up with how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so because in our heart and our mind, we come up with how it's going to be. Like I heard them, but this is what I want. Why? 
Yes. Right. <laughs> so because that's what we want. And when it doesn't happen that way, we can become disappointed in God, become disappointed that it didn't work out the way. Um, and the enemy, as you said, he wants to play with our mind. Yes. Um, you know, going back to the question, like, did God really say? Did yeah. God really say? And yes. so, so that was the disappointing part. I think another part of miscarry or miscarriage is that sometimes it's not a miscarriage of a baby, but it's a miscarriage mm-hmm. of dreams. Yes. Or it could be how you expect the light. I got married. And I know God told me that this was my spouse and then it didn't work out that way. And so, or I, um, or I moved and took this job and then I got to the job and then people acted crazy and then I got fired. Yeah. All of these things that can happen that we know that God told us something, but it didn't turn out the way we expected to. That's good. Yes. Yes. And so the miscarriage can be like, it didn't come to like the way I expected it to, but Walking through this process, as you said, is that you realize that out of your obedience and even in your pain, although it didn't turn out the way you expected it to, that God then gave you further instructions. Mm-hmm. So tell me how did the conference come about? And soon after you said you became a mom, you were pregnant again. So I had the baby. Was that had the baby after the conference? No, no, no. I got pregnant after the conference. After the conference. Okay. Yeah. After May 7th, I got pregnant June 10th. Okay. No, 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 no. That wouldn't be um two months. That was June, July, 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 July 10th, which is the same. It was around the same time I lost my first baby. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's at that- the time that you would have had to watch your first baby, you were now pregnant with your second baby. Wow. It's correct. I was just like, Lord, is this really oh. you? I mean, this is crazy, you know? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you've been disappointed, though, Jasmine, something that can happen is that when something beautiful shows up, you can be now afraid that you're going to miscarry again. And so can yes. you tell me that you have those feelings? Yes, I did. I totally did, Ms. Donna. Like, I had to call my my village again. I was like, hey, I got the greatest news of all times. But of course, I couldn't tell everybody. So I told my core group. Mm-hmm. I told, you know, I couldn't even tell my mom because me and my mom wasn't even talking at that time. Okay. The devil me really okay. bad. So, um, but I was able to talk, um, for my, my church family and mm-hmm. they prayed with me on a consistent basis. Every time I had a thought, they said, let's go. And so, yeah, my village came with me, prayed with me. We went out, you know, and stuff like that. Yes. That's how I was able to get over it. Mm-hmm. That's get through good. Through it. That's good. That's good. And so we have Naya Rose. Um, mm-hmm. How is Naya now? She is 10 months. So tell me about motherhood. How has it been for you? I love it. What a passion. It's amazing. So when I was younger, I never thought I wanted kids. Like I thought, I, I thought my, my, um, I thought God just wanted me to just travel all over the world and minister and, and preach the gospel on the just, I never saw myself getting married or having. Okay. And now I'm just like, God, thank you. Thank you so much. Cause motherhood is just, it's huge. It's epic. It's just so I love nurturing her. I love seeing the changes, the formation. Like, it's just so mind-blowing. Like, one minute she's, you know, scooting. Next minute she's crawling. You know, saying, hear her say diff- different words like mama. Like, mm-hmm. it's so exciting. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. As you were talking, you know, one of the things that came to mind is that just as excited as you are about your baby, that's how excited or more that God is about us. Yeah. And yeah. Zephaniah says he sings over us. He's <laughs> like, he is so intricately involved in every aspect of our life and that he has this 
this compassion and yes. that, um, this love that is displayed that he gave his only son for us. Um, he said, well, I don't want to just talk about love. God showed us what love looks like. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking for what love looks like. So you as a mom, for those who are listening as a parent, I heard the one, someone told me once that being a parent is like wearing your heart on the outside of your chest mm, because you love so deeply and the concern for your child and your well-being. But we can never love as much as God. So just imagine how much he loves us and what's the best for us. And as a mom, you mm-hmm. know, like this excitement that you have, I wish people could see your face. Your <laughs> eyes are all lit up and you're so animated <laughs> about this beautiful role that God has put you in. And yes. so that just brought to me how much God loves me mm-hmm. and how much God loves every person who's listening. Yes. yes. So I just wanted to share that because it's just like, oh my gosh, God loves us even the more. I've always felt like if God put me in trials and tribulations because he trusts me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be like, God, you trust me? You trust me? Oh, man, like, you love me that much? Oh, my gosh. Like, I get goosebumps when stuff like that happens. Because I'm like, wow, God, you, like, Job, and like, the Bible of Job, I'm just like, whoo, that's love. Yeah, and, you know, none of us, we don't read about Job, but we don't want to be Job. Listen, <laughs> listen. I mean, even though he got double portioned after losing everything, but I'm like, whoo, that's yeah. a lot of trust. <laughs> we want to so when we talk about I think oftentimes when we talk about the things that people have recovered and restored when when we were talking and um before we we came on and started having the conversation live is you said the word restore and I thought about how God can restore how he restored to you mm-hmm. um how he can restore to us but in order for something to be restored that means something has to be lost come on but we don't want to do the have to lose anything we want to be able to listen at the testimony of restoration but not have to have experience it ourselves sacrifice whereas i want to reap the benefits but i don't want to sacrifice anything what Mm -hmm. yeah like i said i'll never understand but you know god knows he does so you're this excited mom you and devon devon have this beautiful baby anaya rose so how did you and your husband meet? So me and my husband met in high school. And okay. we were friends. I think in between, um, we started transitioning to college. That's when we started like liking each other. Because uh-huh. I was in high school, he was a friend. Like he was really my, like one of my best friends. So we okay. never took that line or whatever. But college, I was like, I think I love this man. Because I, I think the reason why I fell in love with him is because he was so transparent and so vulnerable. You don't normally see men vulnerable. They're really like, I got to be this hardcore kind of guy. And so, yeah, um, that's how we transitioned from best friends to girlfriend and boyfriend. And then we finally tied the knot after 10 years of dating. You dated for 10 years? Yes, we dated for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. The virtue, patience is a virtue. (laughs) Well, it sounds like even though you dated for 10 years, how long have you been married now, Jasmine? Almost three years. What is married life like based on the fact that you shared earlier that, you know, neither one of you had a, a good example of what a marriage should look like or a lasting marriage? You two come into a marriage after dating for 10 years now. Not only are you married, but your parents. What has that been like? And or if it has changed your mind about, that marriages can be sustainable and that they can last and they can be beautiful. What has that been like for you? Um, I think what works for us is the fact that we decided to always do marriage counseling. Like okay. We, 
continue to go to marriage counseling every six she- I mean, every six months, just to make sure that we are in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. And now that we have a beautiful baby, we're really like, okay, we want to make sure that we don't want a core. Because okay. I know I was having a baby, it would come everywhere, distractions and stuff like that. But marriage has been beautiful. Has it been challenging? Yes. Thank you for that honesty, right? Oh, oh it's challenging, but it's so, it's a beautiful thing because it, it's, it's two people becoming one, mm-hmm. right? So it, it, it's, it has its moments, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because I believe that the pros outweigh the cons. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, marriage is great. Um, like I said, we, we go to marriage counseling every six months. We make sure that we are vulnerable with each other. We are honest with each other. We are loving and stuff like that. So, yeah. I like what you said, um, the challenges of marriage, but also we know that there can be this benefit and reward from it as well. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned most about yourself in marriage? That controlling someone is not it. It is not it. Um, Being submissive. Now, this is transparency. Submission to me, because of what I saw, I thought I'm submitting was sex. I thought if I give sex, if I have sex with you, I'm submitting to you in all capacity, which that's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, having my husband lead the household was hard for me. Okay. I'm so used to God is talking to me. God is talking to me. You don't, you know, he don't talk to you. That's wrong. That's not right. That's not me. And so I think that was a challenge for me, being submissive, being understanding, knowing my place and being a wife and knowing, okay, he's the man of the household. He has a, a, a relationship with God, just like you. Mm-hmm. Then lay back and let me, let God do what he's doing in my husband, within my husband, if that makes sense. It does. So... In learning that about yourself, did you learn that because you said you're in marriage counseling, you continually do this every six months? Was that something that you discovered discovered early on in the marriage? Or was it your counseling and having conversations maybe about situations that you were having that you realized, oh, maybe I'm a little bit controlled? Yes. In the beginning, and it got even more evitable when I was taking marriage counseling. She was like, Jesus, Jazz. And I was like, I didn't know that was something that was embedded in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, yeah. It was a change. It was a change. Much better. Um, I wish my husband could vouch out for me, but I think I'm doing much better um, as submitting to him and understanding that God is speaking through him and that he has leadership qualities and he can do it. That's good. All right. So how can you come along and decide him to support him um, and allow for him to operate in his role as you're operating yeah. in yours as well? Yeah, the two of you becoming one. I mean, I think that's a lifelong challenge. Oh, Jesus. We're, we're not the same people, whether we're single or married. But hopefully, we're not the same people whether we're single or married. You know, as we get older, there's changes. Life changes. Things that have happened to us. How yes. we see things. Um, so we change. And so if you're talking about two people becoming one at 25, at Ooh. 35 and 45 and 55, it may become easier, but it doesn't mean that it still doesn't require work. Right. And so, right. yeah, so I think that that in itself is like being able to say and being able to recognize because I don't know if you're, I like the word to keep using one of my favorite words, um, that I want to be able to do that and be that is vulnerable. Is that yes. being able to be vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I discovered this about myself and uh, this is not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. <laughs> and you also said about being a seed planter. I don't, I don't want to believe that because you said, or told you that you were to be a seat planner, which means that you to be vulnerable and transparent so yes. that others can see as you're walking out your faith 
as well. So when you talk about being a seed planter, what does that mean to someone who's tuning in? What does a seed planter do? So a seed planter means that you tell people what you've been through. Like you, you become relatable, you know, okay. um, because I feel like you bring people in when you are transparent. I mean, of course, you could use the Bible, but it's nothing when it's effective or when it's coming from your heart, you mm-hmm. know. And so that's why I call myself a seed planter. I'm like, I want to encourage you. I want to uplift you. I want to give you hope. I want to give you love. I want to show you that there is God. There is a a, a God that would never leave you nor forsake you. You know what I'm saying? I um, seed planter as um, I always call myself accountability accountability partner. Like mm-hmm. somebody. Um, prayer. I'll come pray with them and stuff like that. If they need somebody to talk to, I'm there to, you know, give them my ear or my shoulder. So mm-hmm. yes, that's what a seed planter is. And it sounds like to me, you know, when you talk about being a seed planter, is that it's not making the word of God less important. It's saying that right. I come along beside you in addition to giving you the word of God, which is what transforms us, is that I am able to be a visible representation of what God is able to do in the life of an individual. Yes. That if we give him permission, that he can take our lives if we're honest and vulnerable, one with ourselves, mm-hmm. through with him, then we can be transparent with others, not being worried about our reputation and say, let me tell you my story. Yeah. Our stories may be different or they may be the same, but I can tell you that there's a God who's always the same. And if he delivered me, if he did this thing for me, if he restored from me, if he gave yeah. me an eye of rose, that... Yeah. You're in pain right now, but I promise you, if you just hold on to him, that he can do more than you can even imagine in your life. Amen. Yes. And this has been like such a good conversation for the for those of us who are not trying to get pregnant in the natural, for those of us who may be holding on to a dream that God has given us, that Uh we're wanting that dream to come forth or maybe we had a dream that it just didn't show up the way we expected it to that we had a miscarriage a loss of that and it caused disappointment and not being willing to pursue it because you believe the lies that were being told or being told to you that it would never happen you're too old um do you really believe god can use you that you really don't matter that your story and what god did for you is an indication that god truly is a restorer and yes, if he is. did it for you because he is not a respectful person that he can truly restore the things that have been lost in the lives of others that are listening as well. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're welcome anytime. Thank you. And so before we end today, is there anything that is on your heart? Because I want to give you an opportunity to say to those that are listening who are experiencing difficulty in marriage, difficulty getting pregnant, things haven't worked out the way that they expected them to. Is there anything that you would want to say and leave with that person who's listening today? Is it okay for me to sing something? Yes. Okay. I forgot to mention that part too. <laughs> Is that because you said that? I'm so I'm so glad you said that because you said that God gave you a song. Yeah. Like, okay. I, and he gave me the seed that is planted because he gave me that name, the seed that is planted. I was like, oh, maybe it's a song, Lord. He was like, no, that's not a song. <laughs> That I wish you to do a conference. I said, totally out of my comfort zone, totally out, totally out of my element. But because I was obedient, he aligned everything together. Mm-hmm. Me. So yes. Um, so far as encouraging someone, um, I feel this song in my spirit, and it's called Let Go. 
All right, so um, it's like this. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying on how the story ends, I'll let go and I'll let God, let God have his way. Because that's when things start happening. Because I stop looking at back then. I'll let go and I'll let God, let God have his way. So, yes, whatever you're going through, listen, let go and let God, let him do what he needs to do in you. Be open, be vulnerable. Listen, God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be the best friend you can ever have. Whatever you feel like you're missing, God will put what needs to be there in that position. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't throw the towel because you can make it. You can take it. You can walk in. God is able. You are a miracle worker. God is a miracle worker. God is a way maker. And you have nothing to worry about. Just trust God. And I love y'all. Thank you, Jasmine. And on that note, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> but thank you again. I so appreciate the conversation. Thank you for tuning in today and listening to the podcast. I believe with all of my heart that whomever is listening, there is someone who needed to hear what Jasmine had to say. And I'm hoping that the words that she spoke to you have encouraged your heart today to do exactly what she said. And if you remember that God is all that she said and even the more. Thank you again for tuning in to Sisters Who Are Not Together podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. If we're not connected yet, please follow me on Instagram at sisters underscore doing life together. And finally, would you please consider becoming a financial supporter? The ways to contribute are in the episode description. I hope you will tune in again and listen. And if you are looking for a sisterhood, I welcome you to Sisters Doing Life Together. Because when you have a sisterhood, you never have to do life by yourself. Until next time.